from my heart and from my hand Why don't people understand my intention? Okay, this is, I think, my sixth attempt to do this because I continue to get interrupted. The podcast will be recorded differently this episode. Um, Me and Desmond could not work out our schedules because I am getting married and he is on vacation. Um, We've tried over the course of the last two weeks, but a lot of of things, I was very busy, he was busy. Um, Couldn't make it work. Uh, He told me that he alleged some things against me in his portion of the episode. He sent me the audio. I did not listen. Um, I'll listen when the full episode is out. Um, I'm not really too worried about it. Uh, He's known to make things up, exaggerate things. Um, I'm going to take the higher road here and, uh, and, and ignore it as much as possible, you know, address it a little bit right now, but ultimately kind of just, Head high, not really pay too much attention to it. Um, not that big of a deal. Uh, not the most, not 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 really the most important thing on my mind. Anyway, I wrote myself a little bit of an outline. Uh, I'm going to start here. Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. Colorado Avalanche won the 2021-2022 Stanley Cup. They beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games. Um, if you listen to this podcast... Or if you know me as a person, you know that that is really special and important to me. It is, uh, it's it's something that I, uh, I I've been, uh, you know, uh, it's 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 hard to put into words, but I I, I kind of want to talk about this with Desmond on the pod because I want to one antagonize him a little bit, but two bounce these thoughts and ideas off of another human being because while it would be fitting for me to sit in isolation and talk about the avalanche just sit by myself considering my relationship with them growing up as opposed to the islanders uh i do want to um i do want to speak with desmond about these ideas a little bit more in depth we'll probably do a bit of a longer episode um, next time around when the islands have made some moves, et cetera, so forth. But, uh, and like I said, uh, it would be fitting because my relationship with the team is ever since I was a kid, yeah, growing up, my favorite pay- player, Peter Forsberg, I kind of blindly followed the team. Um, not, not blind. You, you know what I mean? When you're a kid, you like a player and you're like, that is my favorite team. Uh, my dad, biggest Islanders fan in the world, in the world. There's really, I, I don't want, I don't want anyone to to think that there is uh, anyone a bigger fan. Um, you know, that, that is where my Islanders roots started. My avalanche roots started at the, if you haven't, especially if you're a little bit younger, didn't really get to pay attention. Even, even me at my age, uh, wasn't able to really pay attention in full as to how special a player he was in the context of games, more just highlights type situation. Um, and, you know, watching, but not really understanding the game like you do when you're older. Um, watch Peter Forsberg highlights. I still I still believe that he 
is the most dynamic hockey player to ever play the game and uh, could beat any one any era one-on-one and i think that mcdavid probably gives him the best run for it you know this is prime versus prime but i think gresky prime forsberg prime it's not even fucking close in terms of a one-on-one and i think that if he played in the league today same skill set in his prime it would be the we're talking about is peter forsberg the best player in the world while you know like i said Connor mcdavid being the uh the one that everyone kind of hits him up against but uh, as I was saying, uh, the isolation situation. So, you know, I'm 10, 11, 12, 13. I'm starting to get a little bit of money where they're saving up, you know, birthday money or, you know, starting to get, you know, just do yard work or whatever. Uh, uh, and and I, I start to ask my parents if we can get center ice so that way I can watch the avalanche. And ever since that age, I, you know, um, I watch them in isolation because these games uh, as a kid, I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm in school. Most, most games are on weeknights. Um, and, and by the time the games are on, it's nine, nine 30, 10, um, you know, mostly nine. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm watching by myself in my room and, and that has been the, the, that has been my relationship with the team for the most part for over 10 years. You know, if I, if I've started doing this at 12, 13, uh, yeah. Wow. It's, it's been, uh, you know, it's been a, a, a really long time of me just kind of my, my relationship being very one-on-one with the team. The Islanders a little bit more of a, um, there's a little bit more camaraderie in the, uh, fanship there. Uh, whether it be my father, whether it be friends, um, you know, getting together, watching those games. And then a lot of times going home, and either catching from the second period onward or, you know, leaving early to make sure I get to watch the avalanche play. Uh, and, and I will say this too, while the, this, the, the kind of um, stigma around the team has been success the last handful of years, regardless of the second round troubles um, you know, everyone they're they're kind of a model for the rest of the league. There, there were some real dark, real dark years that I'm sitting and watching this team. Like, relatively islanders comparable you think about that horrible season where you know they uh, uh, the the only guys left from that team being uh eric johnson and mckinnon gave landeskog ranton and jt comfer um yeah it's uh so to see them see them do this it's special and and i i don't want to say anything that would make it feel like it would be less special if the islanders won the cup uh for me but I'm I'm gonna say it is kind of uh uh would be a, an equal level of special for different reasons. I won't go on record as to what I would do if they play each other in a final at any point in my life. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, obviously, I I kind of hope that happens so that way I can just be a happy guy. Um, regardless, although I either way I will be getting it. Um. Okay, I, I like I said, I, I do want to bounce those ideas off of Desmond and and talk more about the team itself, more about the 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 gears, the the components of the the Avalanche of the last couple of years. Maybe you know compare that to the Islanders of the last couple of years and how they can get from where they got to where the Avalanche got. 
uh and 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 let's let's start here let's let's pivot into the island with the nazim kadri stuff i think the fit is better in colorado because they need a 2c he's a great 2c um and i i kind of think that the depth their center depth is fine um you know if if he walks and and signs a deal with the islanders which kind of seems like it's it's the Islanders, the Avs kind of seems like um, JT Comfer slots up as the second line center while he had huge moments in the playoffs this year. He's not uh, uh, he's not a 2C on a cup-winning team, I don't think. But I, I kind of wanted the direction of the Islanders to go, let's seek out a dynamic winger, not another good center, really good center. Uh, I think he's an upgrade from Brock Nelson, who is an un- who is unbelievable in his own way. I just think that that creates a, who are you going to move to the front? Uh, uh, who, who are you going to move to the side, I should say, um, on the wing? And it's the the problem is Nazem Kadri is better than Brock Nelson. I don't think Nazem Kadri is a 1C on a cup-winning team. Uh, so... At this point, everyone's like, oh, you got to move Barzell to wing. So then you have Nazem Kadri as the 1C, essentially, because he is better than Brock Nelson. Um, and it's it's a thing where I don't know what you do. Maybe you move I, – I think the way you make it work is you move J.G. Pajot to the wing. Uh, Brock Nelson slots into that 3C. Oliver Wallstrom hopefully takes a step and this is provided none of these guys get traded. Um, hopefully he takes a step and, and can become a first line wing and Kadri slots into the two C. I don't know. I got to see how this is going to play out. It's, you know, it's one of these things where we talk in circles because we're deprived of information. Um, and we, uh, we have nothing to go off of other than our own imagination, which is, um, which is a nightmare. So I, 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 it's almost like, I I don't want to do 15 minutes on this just for me to have to do 30 with Desmond about how everything I said no longer matters. So I'll just leave it at that. I would have liked the direction to be, let's push all our chips in on Johnny Goudreau um, and have the abs re-sign Kadri because I think that, I, I want I, I want a situation that puts both teams in the best position to win. And uh, I think that that's the blueprint. But it's it's one of those things where I, I, I think that uh, the move could prove to be, I don't know, I'm not going to say detrimental, but, uh, you know, fine at good at best for both teams. We'll see. The Avs decide to upgrade. What they decide to upgrade, upgrade to, and we'll see who the Islanders have to trade away, who slots to wing, or gets traded. Okay, uh, and 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 that's all I'm going to do on the forward ones because we'll see, right? We'll see what happens, what tweaks are made, who gets shipped out, if there's any depth players that come in, if there's anyone who wins spots out of camp, who knows? And the same goes for the Avalanche. Who who knows who comes out of camp? And there are guys, there are guys that are on the cusp, and we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, 
Romanov. Uh, uh, I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched much Canadians in the last three, four years. I think the last time I really, really, the that the Canadians were appointment viewing for me was kind of not... Uh, I, there, there were uh, uh, there were times uh, after the PK Subban trade where I would be like, oh, you know, and throw the Canadians on, see what's going on, because I love the atmosphere, I love the crowd, and I love Jonathan Druin. He's a guy who I would love either the Islanders, or the Avalanche, take a flyer on if they could trade for him with a bunch, you know, half salary retained. I don't even know what that looks like, um, but he's a guy that I think is just so cool. He's my guy, no matter what in shell that I will trade for no matter what team I'm playing as I, I, I go season franchise mode, whatever I will, I will always find a way to trade for Jonathan Druin and he, he turns into a fucking monster. And I, you have my guarantee that if either team that I'm speaking of traded for him, I, I, I like what would happen. Um, I think I would like what would happen regardless. I, so I haven't seen a lot of Romanov. Um, I hear that he's great. Uh, and and anything's an upgrade over Zinedine Chara. God bless his soul. Unbelievable hockey player. Absolute legend. Incredible human being by all accounts. Um, I hope he. Uh, I hope he continues doing what he loves, whether that's playing hockey or being around hockey. Um, but I hope that I hope that it, it's it's kind of you know um, he's got his cup. It's great. If he didn't have his cup, I'd say, I hope he goes to a contender, and and you know finds a way as a seventy or a sixty or, or someone who can shelter him a little bit more. Um, but but that's not the case. So it, it's nice. Thank you for your service. Nice to see you gone. Um, team's better off for it. Uh, top four, top four looking unbelievable. Um. Five six Scott Mayfield. Unless you're going to ship him out in a trade, and you expect his pay to take a really big bump um, next uh, season, I think you keep him and hold on to him. I love I love Scott Mayfield. Desmond tries to trade him constantly, every other day of his life probably. But I like I like the guy. I hope he sticks around, and I hope that I hope that uh, I, I I hope that he's a difference maker. For tons of reasons, um, I guess I guess that that you know now we're looking at that's the 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 other the other guy on his pair, Robin Salo. I don't know uh, an upgrade off of uh, over uh, you know uh, an upgrade somewhere else where uh, they trade for someone a depth piece. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Look at teams. Look at teams that are having cap issues and. And try and fish someone out of there, maybe, or or take a chance on you know see see what you got in camp. I don't know. Either way, they've upgraded the D, and I think that's great. Um, and I think the direction of the team with a fresh start, new 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 coach, um, kind of uh, putting what happened last season in the rear view, while also drawing from what happened the season, the previous two seasons, um, not counting last year. Uh, I think you have a lot to build off of and a lot to be excited about. Um. And you can kind of look in that in that direction. In terms of the, I'm talking, and I'm talking D right now. Like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. The forward lines, I'm, you know, and you'll, of course I'll spin it positively either way. Um, 
either way, uh, uh, so so forward defense abs. Uh, I want to talk about it really quick. Uh, I think you keep Barlamov. Um, we've gone over this a little bit. I think you keep Barlamov and uh, try and make it work cap wise, uh, moving other pieces out. Idea of that tandem is good, and um, one of the big you look at on paper, which is important too. Uh, on paper, the strengths of um, you know, uh, you, you you try to look at teams that you want to consider content to consider to be contenders, and you want to look at what advantages they have over over other teams. Um, this is the Islanders' big advantage over other teams. The tandem's great. The tandem's great. It's it's one of the best. Sorokin clearly is the the starter in a lot of people's eyes, probably the organizations as well. Um, and I think it's going to be a little bit less of a clear cut start on a more, more of a 50, 50, 60, 40, 70, 30 workload. Sorokin, you know, getting more than Brolamov. Um, we'll see, but I think you keep Brolamov is my point. Unless I don't know. I really don't. I think you keep Brolamov. Um, obviously anyone's tradable. That includes Matt Barzell. Anyone's tradable. Uh, but obviously that's, you know, I, I don't think they're going to trade him. And I, I think that, that I'm saying if you do trade for him, you have to trade for uh, a better, somehow a better player. Um, so I don't think that's happening. Um, and I think I want to end off on the Fisherman jerseys. Uh, me and Desmond toyed around with the idea of me taking a stance against them as a joke. And I still could, because let's be honest, if uh, this is this episode will be listened to, but, you know, it's not going to be listened to by it's not going to be our most listened to episode. Uh, So I like the idea of me saying right now, being like completely transparent and saying, I love the fisherman jerseys, but I might uh, take on a fake persona and say that I love them to try and um, create a, a. create a war between uh, me and Desmond on the pod and attract uh, weird conservative boomers. Not doesn't have to necessarily be conservative boomers, but it is that, that, uh, um, that age group who hates the fishermen so much uh, to the pod just for them to listen to the rest of it and be completely turned off by it. I don't know. It's a, uh, um, it's something that we're toying around with. So let me just say on the record right now that uh, I love them and I love the, I love the logo. I have a fisherman Jersey. I love the idea of the team using, you know, wearing them three, four times a year. I think it'll probably be closer to two, three. Um, Cause I don't think, I think I, I don't, from, from what I understand the old, who knows? Cause this is one of those fucking insiders with a day job tweets that I wrote, read. Um, that Lou isn't a fan of the fishermen, but ownership wants it to, to, you know, push Jersey sales. Cause they would fucking, you know, this isn't a Islanders fans buy this thing only. It is other bases. Other, other bases are like, Oh, that's the sick Jersey. They buy that. Like the coyotes Jersey. So many people like couldn't give a fuck about the coyotes, but wanted that Jersey and Phil Kessel on the back, you know, Oh, cool Jersey to have. Uh, and I think you'll get a lot of that if they decide to go that route um and like i said we might i might um 
uh, change up my opinion on this as a, as a prank um, to trick people. And if you're listening to this pod, don't tell them that it's a prank. Uh, we want to try and uh, we want to, we want to, we want to do something a little bit more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but I, if if I decide to take this route where I am anti-fisherman and you're listening to this episode, don't point out this episode. Know that I'm on your side, but I'm trying to fight with Desmond as a joke and I'm trying to attract people to the podcast that wouldn't like it. So they have to listen to it. And um, yeah, just it's, it's really to make people upset. So we'll see what happens. Um, and uh, because I'm editing the episode, I'm putting this, my stuff first and Desmond's last and there's nothing you can do about it. Thanks so much. Uh, see you next episode. <laughs> Forty-first episode of Through the Island podcast, uh, forty-one being the Yarrow Halak edition. Although maybe not because he has become a traitor um, that is now playing for the Rangers. Speaking of traitors, corporate co-host Mike. Oh, he's not. He's not here. It's just me. Uh, Mike. Could not make his schedule work uh, for us to record at the same time. So this episode is going to be a solo episode with me and then a solo episode with Mike in the second half. Clearly, the um, drop in quality is going to be self-evident. Mike is busy. Um, He is getting married this weekend to his fiance lauren uh not to be confused with my fiance um lauren same name uh same uh style of relationship but um it's they're different people um but uh so i got engaged uh to lauren not the same lauren that's we're now it's a fiance situation. Uh, Mike and his fiance Lauren, different relationship, different people. They're getting married this weekend, um, which is interesting because it seems that both my uh, wedding invitation and the housewarming party invitation they both got lost in the mail. I guess maybe they're I'm going to get them together. Um, Weird. Mike has lived at that house for over a year, I think, and no housewarming because I I wasn't there, so I assume there wasn't one. Um, but anyway, uh, so busy schedules. Um, and you know, at the top here, please uh, review the pod. I don't know. We're doing this. I don't know why, but the reviews help. Um, if you like the shit that I've started on Twitter, that would be cool. Uh, if you reviewed us and gave us some sort of algorithmic push. Um, but uh, yeah. So 
since we last recorded, I, I have a little outline here. Uh, Avs won. Um, who cares? That's what I say. Mike might um, have a different uh, tone to that because he's more of an Avalanche fan than he is an Islanders fan. But pretty good series, I thought, actually. Um, there's a sequence um, in game four of the, of the final. Uh, at the end of the third period, right before it went to overtime, there was just like crazy back and forth action. Uh, got really vicious around the boards. And I remember thinking like, it was like three minutes with no whistles. And I was like, damn, this is the best hockey uh, that I have seen in a very long time. Um, even though uh, a trader was happy when the avalanche won, um, Mike, I'm talking about Mike, the other guy. Uh, but on to more important things, the Islanders. Um, so after the finals was the draft, um, which the Islanders did not have a first rounder after they traded. Uh, they got into, I guess, allowing the senators to trade for Doc by becoming a third team. Oh, no, the, the, I mean the Canadians. By becoming a third team and being able to get Romanov out of it. Uh, the defenseman, left-handed, big uh, skating uh, Russian defenseman, left-handed. Be honest, I didn't know, still barely know anything about the guy. I liked the video where he turned on his skates uh, in, I guess, training recently. It was nice watching a defenseman that can uh, turn. Um, that was really good. I think the comparisons that some people have made, I've, I've seen certain Islander old heads say Casparitis. Uh, I didn't really watch uh, when he was an Islander. So, uh, okay, that would be cool. Boy, the Boychuk comparisons um, have been cool. I don't know. It seems like this is a guy that if he's your number four, that's a really good number four. Um, so I'm hoping... He's that stylistically. It sounds like he would fit well with Noah Dobson. They're the same age. So I'm curious if they, if Lane Lambert would be willing to be ballsy like that. I mean, I'd like to see them try it. I think believing in youthful legs is something that the Islanders need to do um, a better job at as an organization. And so why not, you know, you can figure out and fill out that third pair, but having, uh, if you have a top four of Pelik, Pulak, uh, Dobson, and, and Romanov, that seems pretty good. And everybody's under 30, uh, which is great. Um, so uh, that happened. And apparently their draft picks were uh, somewhat sleepers. I've heard a lot about this I Isaiah George kid. Uh, he sounds really good. And I think Callie Odelius, uh, I think that was his name. Uh, uh, it sounds like that's another, uh, it's nice that the Islanders drafted sk skaters uh, after watching them go after hockey IQ safe pick guys that didn't really amount to much. Um, speaking of which, best of luck to Michael Del Cole. I imagine you're going to learn how to code. Um, that seems like a, a useful skill. Uh you know, it, my, my company's hiring an HR if you want to work with me. Um, but, you know, outside of that, it, but yeah, Islanders looking at actual skaters. 
uh, and not future coders um, is is nice. Um, so it seems like if the Islanders get maybe, you know, a couple skating left-handed defensemen and uh, maybe some depth players out of this might be a nice, nice draft. Um, but then after that, the Islanders haven't done much of anything. Um, you know, back at the draft, there's the JT Miller trade uh, attempt. Seems like that, you know, all indications are that that probably blew apart because there was no negotiating window, um, which I found interesting. I think 32 Thoughts might have talked about how sometimes you think, oh, if a team has to trade a guy, let him uh, let him just um, let him talk, you know, extension, whatever. We're not going to do it. But that there is actually a risk because if, you know, you, if you start that, then the extension can go, extension talks can go poorly. And then the, then the trade altogether is ruined by the trade partner being like, oh, if this guy definitely isn't going to sign with us, no. And, but if you don't let them talk and, and you leave that for after the window, um, but then that's why you, from Lou, why you wouldn't go unless you were able to have that conversation. I mean, the Islanders don't have, first of all, I'm not sure the Islanders have the assets to get Miller, um, but, you know, uh, that would be a nice player to have. He'd slot in nicely next to Barzell slash taking faceoffs for, for Barzell, which we can get into in a little bit, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, from JT Miller to another guy, the Islanders um, definitely are not getting. Johnny Gaudreau, um, I get it. I, well, actually, I don't. So this is the interesting thing, right? I, I think that I don't watch much uh, Western Conference hockey, but I know Johnny Gaudreau has had some monster seasons, particularly just this one. And he finally had a good playoff. Uh, he's, what, 29? I mean we'll get into why this doesn't make much sense as a scaring point later, but, um, you know, a lot of the indications, a lot of the talks that I think Friedman said on 32 thoughts that like, Islanders really weren't that hard in on Goudreau. Um, I think 32 thoughts said that, or it sounds like, you know, it was, he really wanted to go to Philly. Somehow Chuck Fletcher, that's that's the GM in Philly, I think. I, he's awful. That's what an L that you had that guy wanting to come home, and you spent your money on Rasmus, uh, Rasmus Ristolainen and Tony D'Angelo. That's your instead of Johnny Gaudreau. That's what you got. Unreal uh, horror there, um, but. You know, it seems like the devils are kind of there and I, whatever, I don't know. I, to me, because the Islanders have such a, a, a small window, it's preposterous that they couldn't outbid uh, Columbus, which I think comes back to, they didn't want, I think, I don't think Goudreau's at the top of their list. You know, I think that Miller clearly was, they went, they went, 
to Vancouver first, which I find interesting and, you know, and understanding what they think of Goudreau and, you know, Fiala, well, uh, Forsberg didn't make it to the market, so they couldn't get at him. And then, you know, Fiala, the Fiala trade, could the Islanders have beaten LA's offer? I think they could have. I wonder if, you know, it's one of those things where not going to be a Lou apologist. I, I'm literally just trying to understand what, what's happened here. And you almost wonder, it, it seems like the deals have been so beatable that, except in cases of no trade clauses, which, you know, that might've been a factor for Patchy already, but, you know, it just feels like there've been a lot of beatable deals out there that the Islanders didn't get. And that if you're assuming Lou is not literally asleep at the wheel, then he, he's, he wants a certain thing, a certain type of player. So, you know, it's one of those things where I'm annoyed that they didn't get patch ready for nothing. Um, Got to wonder if Islanders run the no trade, I guess we'll never know. Um, it's annoying that you can't know those things. Uh, would be nice if you could. Probably be depressing as an Islander fan. But, um, yeah, it's just, I would have liked Goudreau. Um, I'm, I'm torn on, you know, the Palat tier, because I liked Palat a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, but it is one of those things where, like, after a certain point, do the Islanders need another mishmashy? Like, if he has a good year, he'll have 25 goals type of, uh, type of forward, you know, 55 to 60 point guy. That's what Palat seemingly is a bit, uh, you know, I, do you spend money to spend money? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been frustrating, but I also, um, I have not been lamenting every single Oliver Bjorkstrand thing for that reason is that the Islanders have redundancy of, yeah, I guess 50 to 60 point forwards. You know, if he passes a little more, he's a, maybe he's a 15, 35, uh, guy and if he scores more maybe he's more of like a 27 25 24 guy uh but you know it's that silence the the trades everything i mean a, a, a trade that uh the brinkat trade is one that it feels like damn they've if there was something they could have ponied up because no matter what they're doing, they keep talking about hockey trades. If you're going to have to lose pieces, you don't want to lose. Why not lose them on a guy that has that much, that much consistent performance in his young career and that much space ahead of him. Um, and no red flags, seemingly the way there were some like character questions about Fiala. Um, that one probably stings the most. Um, but like, yeah, to that end, there's this feeling of they have to do something, which brings us to this guessing game of Kadri. Uh, look, I don't know, you've all 
if somehow you're still listening to this psychotic podcast, you know the deal that Kadri, uh, people, some people think he's been signed by Lou and the Islanders are just trying to make a trade, which we should probably mention. I'm recording that I'm recording my part right now, 10 o'clock on Tuesday, August 2nd. Uh, and let me make sure as I've recorded this, nothing has changed. Group chat hasn't exploded, so I'm assuming not, but it would be embarrassing if Mike got to broke it before me. Um, I just can't, just can't take a single L to him. It really would kill me. Um, no, it doesn't seem like a trade came in. So, or anything, but, you know, people at this point, I believe that a deal is going to happen because I don't know who gives a fuck. Like I might as well believe that a trade is or a signings happened and trades are going to come. It's weird that it's a bit, it's, you know, to state the obvious, it's been, it's Islanders don't need centers. They have centers um, and they're paying decently for them and have Barzell extension that they have to get on immediately. Um There is, uh, I don't, there, there's connecting ties of Kadri, Kadri's previous contract that just expired was signed by Lou. Uh, Lou has spoken very highly of, of Kadri. It seems like that tenacity, but with the skill and finishing might be a nice thing to have. It's just, they have centers. They don't have wingers and people are saying it's not a big deal to move people to center. It, it can be. It, it can be, I, I know Stamkos early on, his when he almost left to, uh, Tampa, one of the issues was he kept getting moved around from center to wing. Um, and he didn't like that. And it makes sense. I mean, players in general, whatever position, this is why like, oh, just have him play the other wing to get this guy in, uh, in, in any position thing or with defense, who cares about sides? It's like, it matters a lot. It matters a lot in how you're able to break plays out, how you see the ice. And guys that have played the same position the majority of their lives, even if it seems that simple, and even if in the case of Barzell, who probably would be a great Mitch Marner type winger, uh, if he doesn't really see the ice that way, that needs to be a conversation. So I'd hope something's you know, if, 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 if they're bringing in Kadri and not moving out a center, there needs to be a conversation about how this is going to play out uh, so that people don't get feelings hurt. There's not a weird vibe in the locker room of certain guys taking other guys' jobs and blah, blah, blah roles. Um, but I said, if they don't move out a center, they could move out a center. Um, it would be crazy. One of the many, you know, Twitter arguments I got into with people was, uh, with a guy, not really people, one guy, uh, that Jay Fresh, uh, center rankings and Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, Brock Nelson. Wow. Shout out to, uh, WWE SummerSlam. Brock Nelson, uh, ra was rated at like 
a th third liner, fringe second liner. That's preposterous. He's been an incredible second liner. Uh, not a first line center that's playing on the second line like some second line centers are around the league. He's a great second line center. Um, and, uh, you know, some guy uh, came at me about, you know, actually he is, a, I think his production is a third line center. He's a blues fan, weirdo. I went over the stats and it didn't matter. I'm talking about 200 foot hockey, it didn't matter. He lives, he lives in Missouri. He's a garbage person, does not matter. Um, you know, if they were to trade Pajot or move Pajot to a wing, then you have, you have a Barzal, Kadri, Nelson, Sezikis uh, center depth, which is crazy, um, crazy depth. Um, if you were to trade Pajot, and I don't want to trade Pajot, but there definitely would be value for him around the league. He has that Mike Sillinger energy to him. Every team would do well with him no matter what phase of a franchise you're in, whether it's rebuilding or contending. Um, he, uh, but if you, if you were to swap, you know, get him out to get 5 million out, uh, you'd be only, you'd be adding Kadri, swapping out Pajot and only going up 2 million in cap, which, but bringing in much more production. Uh, and that's what the Islanders need production. It doesn't, it'd be weird because it's a move that doesn't answer their issue, which is scoring wings. Um, but I'm guessing a couple things at play here. Uh, they're probably banking on Palmieri uh, after having the same performance level that he had after uh, his wife gave birth, which would be about a 30 goal pace that he scored at, at that second half of the season. Um and probably banking on Lee to continue putting in like, you know, 25, 27 goals that around, uh, ideally more if you get the power play going. Um, and then probably going youth the rest of the wings, um, not you, Zach Parisi. Uh, but it feels like my friend Josh Bailey's days might be numbered. I don't think so. Um, I don't hope so. He's my friend. I also don't think Lou would trade him to Arizona, which I honestly think is fucking everything up. I think if Arizona wasn't playing at a college, it wouldn't be such an insult to trade. It wouldn't be as much of an insult to trade them to Arizona. I'm sure on some level, a guy gets traded from a team that's been good and is good to a team that sucks and is playing at a college that holds 4,000 people. Um, you know, I don't see Bailey going there, but I, I see the Islanders trading at least one of Bowen Bailey. And I think at least one of uh, Bellows or Wallstrom. And, uh, you know, going youth movement on the wings, um, maybe not this season, but after this upcoming season, I think there's a chance that you see Dufour uh, and Ratty starting as wingers. Um, because if the Islanders were to have Kadri, uh, they're spending a lot down the middle. They're going to have to go youth movement on the wings, which I think would be good. Um, but again, that's a, that's a layered thought on a hypothetical based off of uh, 
Twitter accounts that I've never fucking seen before or Twitter accounts I've known to be non-credible. Um, but, you know, I'm at, that would be cool if it happened with, uh, with that. Um, you know, uh, I get that a lot of people are upset that this franchise is not built uh, as much as built the way we'd like it to. And I count myself as one of them. I wish the Islanders were building a machine that's built to dominate, um, you know, to get to be a lightning or to get to be a uh, avalanche, I guess you'd say. Um, but uh, it didn't happen. <laughs> you know, it's, you, you, you don't always get to, to do that. I think that opportunity, uh, if it didn't walk out the door one uh, July 1st, it did way before that July 1st. Um, Cause you just need a certain amount of things to build a team like that. And the Islanders just don't have those pieces. They haven't been bad enough to have enough Lottery picks, they haven't hit on lottery picks when they've drafted high. It's, they've always been like just outside of the, you know, consistent uh, hit. Cause really after like the first, sometimes it's only the first two picks, you know, three picks are expected to be, yeah. And then it, it can jump around after three, four, um, even by nine, sometimes it gets dicey. Um, not, not Josh Bailey though. Um, but um, you know the Islanders just—they're not built that way. They've—they've they've been able to construct the team that they have now through players drafted by Garth Snow and through uh, pieces that were uh, built up by Barry Trotz's coaching, and lose the guy that is uh, here still that has to put the finishing touches on something that because if you were to you, you, there's no way for this team as it is now to be built into a dynasty before rebuilding it like or you know massively retooling it um so what you're looking at what you're rooting for right now is just to hope that maybe this year sometime in the next you know two or three years that you have a 2010 Bruins or 2019 Blues type of situation where you got the right performances from a very talented, deep, but maybe not the most uh, star-studded lineup. And uh, I'll take a cup anyway, but that's just the way that this team is. That's the most realistic timeline that you'd be rooting for. So just maybe keep that in mind before you lose your fucking mind over every single trade that the team doesn't make that like, remember the context of the franchise that you're rooting for. Um, but, you know, um, stay mad. Cause I like uh, annoying people um, online. Um, and on that, let's just, you know, last thing I want to talk about is the fisherman Jersey, the rumor of the fisherman returning. Oh, I can't wait for it. Uh, been been hearing things that it is uh, 
legit. So a variation of it is legit. So looking forward to a lot of people trying hard to pretend like it was a traumatic event to have the fisherman jersey happen at all. Um, especially again, as I said in my tweet, the younger people that hate on the fishermen is if you want to try to get cozy up to the freaking uh, just absolute horror story that is being a Boomer Islander fan, these people are just awful. Um, but, you know, if you want to have the same kind of safe, uh, hard-nosed opinions, um, like, like those guys, enjoy. Uh, I'll be enjoying my, I think it's going to be an Ilya Sorokin fisherman, reverse retro. The Kadri, Kadri's uh, up there if they get him. Um, and then maybe, maybe Dobson, the large son, um, cause he, you know, he's a big skating guy, the way the waves on the Jersey work, it might be cool. Barzell, obviously, um, he deserves it. Very swagged out lad. Um, but yeah, that might be it, um, until training camp, which might be when they announce the cadre signing. Um, uh, again, this is Desmond. Thank you, uh, sincerely for listening and following. If it is maybe, you know, a month and a half to two months before the next episode, uh, uh, again, review, uh, this rate this, uh, oh, um, my band career day is dropping an album, uh, worked really hard on, um, on August 12th, uh, it's titled where we've always been. It's a, pop punk, uh, emo, melodic punk album about uh, inequities and, and grief and uh, outrage and trying to find uh, peace within and around that. So um, if you're into that, check it out. That would be, uh, that would be cool. But um, without further ado, this is where um, Mike, I imagine he's going to probably talk about explain the technical issue that happened with the invitations, uh, both of them not coming uh, to me, but I imagine I'll be getting it soon. So um, I'll see you soon, Mike.